It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Matt Smith in for Mike Evans today alongside Mark Schlereth. The big man is back from a little holiday break. First up in the morning brew. We're getting into a little bit of what Peyton had to say after the game on Sunday night. Here were his opening comments. Obviously, uh, a disappointing finish. Real frustrating game in, in that. We had a lot of opportunities, I felt, especially in the first half. Um, offensively, we struggled. It tip our, tip our hats to New England. Um, we fought back in it, and yet, um, I, you know, I said to the team, there were six or seven different situations in that game that any one of those play out a little differently but unfortunately they didn't and our margin for error right now isn't what it needs to be and and uh, we end up on the losing end of the game so he he acknowledges that their margin for error isn't where it needs to be but there are some times mark where it feels like he's calling the game as if they do have a little bit more margin for error than they actually do yeah it's like he's like he's calling the game for a better team sometimes I think sometimes well I don't I don't know about I don't know like your perspective my perspective sure. you know we all have our own our own kind of perspectives on on what's going on I think sometimes you call plays that you know are there but the execution isn't there mm. and your ability to you know and and it's not just Russ I I know that I'm I'm to a degree beating up on Russ but it's not just Russ it is you get in a, a pure dropback game, your O line can't hold up. Mm. They, they had a rough back to back, really rough yeah. weeks. And the two guys you signed to big time contracts are the two guys who break down more than anybody else. So you call the dropback game where you're in a five step drop with a couple of hitches, or you're in a seven step drop situation, you cannot hold up. So you're instantly pressured. And then there is the. You do hold up, but Russ doesn't see the you know the the throw that he's supposed to you know go to or the the second read in the progression or the third read in the progression. He doesn't see it. He starts scrambling around. There's just so many things that you look at that go on, and I would have to imagine for a guy that coached you know Drew Brees for all those years, mm-hmm. there is a certain amount of frustration in that man. I'm calling this play. I know this play is going to be open based upon what we get. And at the same time, the odds of us getting to where we need to go with the football are, are slim. And that's got to be a really, for Sean, that's got to be incredibly frustrating as a play caller. Definitely, especially when you look back to that winning streak. Think about how fortunate they were with field position. I mean, because of all those turnovers, you're dealing with a lot of short fields. When you got to go 80 yards, it is yeah. much more challenging. Much more challenging. All right, next up in the brew, Peyton talks about, look, he may not have been great, but at least he fought back. Look, I, I was proud of how we battled, especially uh, when we're down two touchdowns and, you know, he's fighting uh, and gets us back in it. And, and, you know, it's difficult to do. And yet, and, and he did it, and I would say in a pretty timely fashion. There's an old adage that says it's easy to come back. It's not easy to come back and win. Mm-hmm. Kind of felt like that the other night. But the Broncos still should have won that game. Yeah, and, and Russ did do enough at the end, despite maybe a bit of a lackluster first half. Yeah, but again, you know, we go back to what we what we talk about, the lack of margin for error. You, you just can't put yourself in those positions. You know, there's a formula for winning here. 
and it's running the football, running the heck out of the football, set up some of your play action stuff, right? Um, control the clock, throw that intermediate short game, couple, couple, complete a couple of deep balls or get a couple of uh, flags on the deep balls. But there is a there is a definite formula for winning, and yeah, and they haven't been able to execute. They, they just flat haven't been able to do it. Next up in the brew, Russ was asked directly about his future with the Denver Broncos and if he feels it's in jeopardy at all. I'm just worried about next week and playing great football. You know, I, I don't know. I, I came here to, to win and win a championship for us and uh, and find a way to do that. So, uh, you know, obviously I love being being here with these guys and these teammates, and I'm excited to keep playing ball and, uh, you know, and playing hard for us. You know what was interesting about that? After he was asked directly about his future, he took one more question, and then he ended his press conference early. That never happens. Right. He ended it early and walked out. Cut somebody off, said, thanks, guys. Walked right out. Do you think he is at all feeling his mortality here? Sure. I mean, I, I think if you're I think if you're honest with yourself, and I know, you know, we tease and, and make fun of Russ being a robot to a degree, but not as much as last year. At least we're better than that. Yeah. But you can hear I mean, you can hear that there's disappointment. I mean, oh, yeah. he's gonna he does play hard. Right, he plays hard. He's he gives great effort. He he does all those things. It just is not translating to wins, and it's not all his fault. But there is there is that aspect, and you can't get around the aspect of listen. If he was a second year player, mm. you'd be like, man, the you know the the future's looking bright, right? Yeah. The ceiling is so is so high for him, you know, and he's making some young player mistakes. But you're paying him fifty million dollars, and he's playing. He plays like mm-hmm. a second-year player to a degree here sure. since he's been here, and you know, and this is this is probably why, at you know, Seattle, all the, everything else, like whether you you don't like the personality, whether you didn't like the entourage, whatever it is, whatever it is. Bottom line with Seattle is they felt like his skills were at a point where it, they weren't getting better, and they weren't gonna. He wasn't gonna morph into Drew Brees. So they said, hey, man, we'll cut him a couple years early as opposed to a couple years late and move on. We're going to find out how it all plays out. There is a ton of big decisions to make. Next up in the brew, Shannon Sharp says, look, it might actually be a good thing the Broncos didn't end up making the playoffs. This is the best thing. Because you know what, Ocho, sometimes you can make the playoff and it gives you a false sense that we're close. Right. The Broncos aren't close. They're not. Right. And all the playoffs would have done would have fooled them. It would have fooled our fans in yeah. Bronco country, and it would have fooled a lot of the mm-hmm. players. See, I told you, we made the playoffs. Bro, y'all not close. You don't have yeah. enough You, you so, don't have enough playmakers. Uh, you don't have enough playmakers on the defensive side. Are the Broncos close, Stink? And what are they close to? Right. Um, are they close? They, they're closer than they've been in the past. Agreed. But they still have... A ways to go. You've developed some good outside rush talent. You have. So I think that's I think that says to me, man, you you've got the future's bright with your rotation out there. That's pretty good. Defensively, you know, you've got a couple of linebackers that can play. You've got a few corners. You've got a, a young safety that you've developed in PJ Locke. You you've got some young players that you've got to be pretty excited about. Where you know, where they struggle, you know, obviously is um Playmakers, is there a tight end that can be a big time playmaker? Is there, yeah, you know, is there a receiver? Cortland is the one dude that has really upped his game, agreed, like completely yeah. upped his game. But I think Mims could be a really good player 
for whatever reason, um, and I, I think there's a myriad of them, but Judy is just unreliable and and probably doesn't get the targets he... I think there, there's a lot to that, right. too. Yeah. Probably but I don't... Again, I don't... I don't know that, you know, I think everybody blames, like, if you're the number two guy in this offense and you're having trouble getting off number one as a quarterback, <laughs> number two ain't going to get a lot of targets. That's right. So that's... It's a big you, problem. That's yeah, a, yeah, that's a, a quarterback. Problem. That's a quarterback issue. So... No question. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I think they're closer than they've been, but I still think they're a ways off. Yeah, and close to what, right? Like, close to being a playoff contender? Close to being a Super Bowl contender? Right. I think they're close to being a playoff contender. They should have made the playoffs this right. year. Especially with the, with the way the league is constructed right now. Exactly. Where it's not... It's And I say this all the time. It's not parody. It's mediocrity. Right. There's not a lot of juggernauts out there. <clears throat> no. There's some bad football being played right, right. now.